Resident Post. Welcome back to Trent Doesn't Know How to Run His Own Podcast, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> otherwise known as Multiclassic. <laughs> this is our fourth attempt at recording this podcast tonight. He's not lying. He's not. <laughs> no, and, it's more uh, like the tenth. It, true. So, uh, we've actually been on a little bit of a break for a while, uh, for personal reasons, and I'm not going to get into them here. But uh, we are going to try to get a few episodes out to you within the next two weeks. Uh, that being said, today we're going to be talking a little bit about vampires and tabletop RPGs. And our guests for today are the one and only Matthew Martin. Yeah! Who you may remember has been here before. And uh, also Taylor, because he always gets third billing. Uh, I, I'm so honored for third billing. Well, yeah, you're the starring number three. You're comic relief, and you're also the um papa mau mau. up. <laughs> and also in the background, we have my lovely wife once again, Andy. Hello. How about you uh, turn your Animal Crossing music off? No. <laughs> also, beside the computer, we have a meowing cat named Wednesday. So if you hear a meow. Uh, blame yeah, it on the cat. she's the one being loud instead of Friday. Friday's actually, Friday's actually being us. quiet tonight. I'll gladly pay you Wednesday for a hamburger today. Um, uh, you can come get a Wednesday if you're that desperate. No. <laughs> I'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, so yeah, so picking up where we tried to do this last time, uh, we're talking about... Well, I'll let Taylor introduce it. Taylor, what are we talking about today? We're talking about Vampire the Masquerade and kind of how it's different from D&D. And just, I, I guess it's kind of just a general tabletop discussion, but I, I also just really wanted to gush about vampire. Yes, because we're all vampires somewhere on the internet. <laughs> I, I'm a vampire many places on the internet. Yes. Yeah. 4chan. Mm, do, do, do. <laughs> oh, Stay out of the adult gift section, Taylor. Uh, anyways, enough of that. Tell me a little bit about uh, Vampire. We were talking about it's a tabletop RPG. Uh, it's also a video game. Uh, that yeah, you it, told me it's, there's a couple about. of games now. Uh, uh, it actually was a game that, that hadn't actually had anything done with it for several years. Uh, recently, the, the publisher has kind of Basically, they licensed it out, and the company, the companies that they licensed it to, have been doing a lot of stuff with it. Um, but it is, it is a game that is set in the world of darkness, which is a lot like our world because the shadows are a bit deeper, and the night is dark and solitary. And um, there's a lot of different games as part of the world of darkness. There's Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, there's Mage the Ascension, which is, I believe, is correct. Uh, I think, I think There's a lot. now that we brought it up again, uh, I want to say I've actually played Mage the Ascension like in passing once. Yeah, and also there's also video games for a lot of these too. I know that I know that uh, our, our good friend Brian, friend of the show, um, has has played a lot of the World of Darkness video games uh, because of his love for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Um, which is a video game set in LA, which is a popular uh, a popular setting for uh, vampire in general. Because the way vampire works is it kind of, as far as settings goes, you know, D&D has adventures and that kind of thing. Uh, vampire does like setting books, and so like they talk. One book will be all about Chicago, or one book will be all about LA. Because generally vampires gravitate to cities. Um, like, and some of them are like really detailed and go back for like a hundred years. What what prince has ruled this city? That kind of thing. And some of them are just like Birmingham, where it's just like, well, a former prince died because he wanted to kill all the werewolves in North Alabama, and promptly died. Yeah. Uh, because Garu are freaking tanks with teeth and claws. And then a Malkavian took over because they, because he just was the, the oldest guy in the city. 
but that's one cool thing about about vampires that it's a really it's a it's a horror game, sure, but it's very personal and very political kind of horror. Um, like vampire politics is a rather big part of the game, and so you you have different you have different sects that you are part of sect as an S E C T because I know how I just said that was not correct. <laughs> And um, there's there's three vampire sects. There's the Camarilla, uh, or Camarilla. There's people say it both ways. I'm never sure which one to say. Technically, how you pronounce it in Italian is Camarilla. Yeah. But people are or American peasants and say Camarilla, uh, which is basically a vampire society that has existed since the Dark Ages. And has been controlling our has been controlling our world since the Dark Ages. Um, but most of those vampire most of the vampires that have power in the Camry are really old, like impossibly old, and old fashioned. And then you have the Sabbat who don't even pretend to be human. Uh, and then you have the Anarchs who kind of just are the rebellious teens of the vampire world. They don't they don't like the Camarilla because all the rules. Uh, and they don't want it to be the spot because screw that. Huh. Uh, but they kind of, they're kind of just like, everybody should be able to look after themselves. Everybody shouldn't have to follow all these rules. Um, and, and in the current state of vampire, it's really about the Camarilla and the Anarch. We used to, it was a lot of Camarilla and a lot of spot. And the spot are the people that like, give in to the beast, give in to the thirst for blood. Let's cause, let's cause Gehenna. Yeah. And so they're they're fascinating, but yeah, it, uh, that's the real cool thing about it is that it's kind of whatever you make it because there's so many different things parts about it. Yeah, I um, actually while you were doing that, I just pulled up the Dark World or World of Darkness. And was looking at all the different publications. It's like, oh my god, these go quite a long way. Um, yeah, they, they they go quite a bit, uh, quite far back. Currently, most games, uh, most game lines are either in their 20th anniversary set or their fifth edition set. Yeah, I uh, I, I noticed that they kind of restart uh, about halfway through. Yeah, because you get into uh, like Pat, once you get past uh, was it Orpheus, it gets a little weird. Yeah, because um, basically the the idea was in the nineties. Excuse me, sorry. In the nineties, uh, White Wolf, which is the company that that published Vampire, uh, decided they were just going to end the world. You actually, there's this, there's this. Uh, there's a doomsday scenario that's just in the lore of each game uh, and for the vampire one it's called Gehenna and it's basically every every vampire in this world is descended from biblical Cain and Gehenna is the, t- is the time where Cain comes back and wants his blood back well then and so they actually in the 90s ended the world by, by I think there was I think there was a it was called the book of Gehenna uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that re- right now, actually. It, and it was like four or five different ways to end the world. <laughs> oh, wow. I think, yeah. the, like, looking into the backside of it, I think the most interesting thing, uh, vampire-wise, like, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff, but um, there's a lot of references to different takes on vampires throughout, like, history. And, yeah. like, even some that are... Just goofy takes are even referenced in here. Like uh, the wrestler Gangrel is actually referenced in here say, too. Um, Gangrel are, are really because here's the thing: um, every every vampire belongs to a clan. Yeah, and it's kind of just like the basically the direct descendant of Cain that they're that they're descended from. Because every time you embrace somebody, you take, they they become a vampire of a lower generation than you. But are direct, intrinsically related to you through your your blood. Yeah. Um. And so there's different clans. Gangrel is one, which they're they're like they're like go-to thing is called animalism. Yeah. And um, allows them to transform into animals. Well, what I, what I was bringing up about it was uh, 
I, I never realized it. Probably this is where they got some of the idea. Um, were, were you ever into wrestling as a kid at all? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Uh, not, not, not super. So you know uh, the wrestlers Edge and Christian, right? Yeah, I recognize the name. Okay, so uh, Edge is actually one of my favorite wrestlers. I think he recently got injured, but uh, he had left for a while, came back. But all that aside, back in the 90s, like early 90s when he first came out, uh, he was an acolyte of a vampire-type dude who was in the WWE called Gangrel and acted all animalistic and attacked people. And reading this whole thing, I'm pretty sure the WWE ripped this game off. Whoops. Oh yeah, totally. Because also the '90s was when Vampire was really popular. Yeah, so I mean that makes perfect sense now that I read it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's interesting because like I also see like uh, where we had att- yeah, attempted to record before. I had mentioned that a lot of it reminds me of uh, the Legacy of Kane games. Which, yeah. uh, anyone listening, if you don't know the Re- Legacy of Kane games, uh, I believe the first one was a mid-90s computer game um, where you play as Kane. He was a soldier who essentially becomes a vampire. And The first game is about balancing your need for revenge against how much of a monster do you want to be. And the game kind of encourages you to not be so much of a monster, but essentially you have to become one. And when you get to the Soul Reaver series that comes later... Kane's just become like this angry despot, and his second in command, Kane, goes on to, or not Kane, uh, I forgot his name right off the top of my head, the main character of the Soul Reaver series, he goes on to like become a wraith. And there's a lot of that. Also, a game line in the world of darkness. Yeah, there's a lot of that mirrored here, so it makes me honestly wonder uh, how much of this was back and forth, like. I know there's a lot of it that's like taken from biblical stuff, obviously uh, the biblical figure of Cain and Enoch and all that stuff, which we're we're not going to get into that here. Uh, but it just makes that's me wonder. That's a different conversation you and me could have for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we, we, we could have that later because that gets into a lot of people's uh, beliefs and stuff and theology. And I don't think this is the podcast for that. But probably not. <laughs> but uh, so setting vampire aside for a second. Uh, the main reason why we wanted to talk about it was because we also uh, all kind of have a thing for tabletop RPGs, you know. And, like, uh, I haven't played Vampire, and the main RPG that I think everyone here has touched is D&D. And you talked a little bit about how it's different from D&D before. Like, so... Because, yeah. um, like, Matt is one of the first people who helped me get into D&D. So, Matt, all yeah. of my weird stuff, I blame on you. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, uh, but then again, Matt, you're just into weird stuff. You know. That's true. <laughs> uh, Something else you're not going to get into on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not going to go there, because that's going to be a never-ending conversation. <laughs> that that night is also dark and full of terrors. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, uh, we've been doing this for a while, and there's a lot of, like, RPG spinoffs of D&D that use, like, the D20 system, and uh, as you were talking about earlier, Vampire uses a very unique, was it a D10 system? <clears throat> Technically, it's called the, the Storyteller system, um, and it, it ba- it's based off D10s, but it's not as simple as a straight rolling a D10. I, I want to say the... Uh, one that I've kind of toyed around with but haven't got around to playing that I, I want to set up a game for at some point is uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uses a very similar yeah. system. Yeah. Because um, there actually are there are game systems that literally just use a D10 and that's what you can just a, it's a 10 scale instead of a point scale. Uh, but the way Vampire does it and the way uh, all worlds of darkness can do it because they're all based on the same system is basically you have your attribute, and your att- and depending on how strong you are in attribute, you get so many die in a pool. And so, say two stats are dexterity and charisma. 
which probably would be put in a pool together. Let me say charisma and aspects. Right. Two things that would be put in a pool together. And so you get a certain number of dice from that, say, say six, eight. And then anything over a five on any given die is a success. And you're trying to get a certain number of successes. So, just me fooling around right here, doing a roll. Um, I, I rolled five dice and I got I got three successes. Uh, and one and one uh, bestial failure actually, but because <laughs> I just happened to have my vampire dice sitting next to me. Oh yeah, um, just happened to have them sitting next to you. <laughs> so yeah. Totally didn't grab them because of, because I was gonna make that totally. Yeah, to- totally example. didn't decide to like secretly turn the podcast into "Come play this game with me, guys." I, that's, <laughs> that's one reason why I wanted to have, do this podcast. <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, but. Then, then you have to beat a certain margin of successes. So, say that the task required required three successes, then I would have gotten by more. I would have gotten it by a margin of zero, and I would succeed in the action, but I wouldn't succeed very well in the action. If I got four successes when I needed three, I would have done a bit better. Um, and there's still crit. Like, well, if you need more successes than you have dice. Then you, if you need more successes than you have dice, that means you automatically it, fail, right? That means you automatically fail. You're you're welcome to try, <laughs> but you know this. Uh, this speaking of D and D, the whole statement of "you're welcome to try" just reminds me of some of the situations that I found myself <laughs> in in D and D. Yeah, because I mean, and that's one thing that that happens is. In D and D, generally, generally DM don't create situations where it is impossible for you to win. Yeah, Justin. Uh, because yeah, Matt. Because that's not always fun. It sometimes is, but it's not what you always need to do. But the thing is, if because the 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 closer you. You are in Generation Decaying, the stronger a vampire you are. And the older a vampire you are, the stronger a vampire you are. So if you are a fledgling vampire, and you're trying to pull some crap against a prince who might be four or five centuries old, it's entirely possible for them to have a dice pool that is so astronomically bigger than yours that you cannot win. There's no mathematical way for you to win. You know, I... Uh, as much as I and hate part of, to say it, part of the game is ga- is gauging when that situation is. I, as much as I hate to say it, like part of what comes to mind when I th- when I think about this game, just in terms of like the way that we've played games and that we've done stuff in the past, um, it honestly makes me think of. Uh, have you guys seen the movie? Oh, all right then. You're you okay? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, that was just a terrifying noise. What? Matt, you all right back there? Yeah. Did you explode, uh, buddy? I'm good. Okay. What? I, I was just gonna say, uh, back to what I was talking about. Did you guys ever uh, watch the movie or the show What We Do in the Shadows? Uh, I've seen bits. I've seen bits. Like I don't know so much about the show. I've heard it's really good. Uh, but if you get the chance, watch the movie. It's a Taika Waititi movie. So yeah. it's a comedy, but it's about these vampires that are living in the modern day. And one of them's like 2,000 years old. And they're all from different groups. And they're just all like sad and pathetic and depressed. And like, it's I know. Not a vampire. Yeah, it's not I, a vampire. <laughs> I, I know the every- game wouldn't work like that, but I just, every time like I'm trying to imagine how this gameplay would go with us. And I'm just imagining, like, uh-huh. Jermaine Clement's like, I'm a vampire. Hello. How you doing, baby? Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of, because that's one thing about vampires is that one thing it tries to do through its gameplay is an inescapable fact that you are a monster. 
and you cannot, you cannot try to do that. You cannot try to escape that. Because one thing it does is that it does makes you have these things called touchstones, which are basically people that you care about, but that don't know you're a vampire, and will definitely die if they ever know. Is that um, like against the rules of normal vampirism? What, having people you care about? Yeah, like caring about humans and stuff. Well, that all depends. Like, there, there actually is an argument that a that a kindred, because they're not called vampires in game, they're called kindred. Um, there's actually an argument that kindreds are kindred are more emotional than humans <clears throat> because of the hunger, because of the beast. They're kind of stripped away of their normal inhibitions, so they're really more emotional. Uh, so they still have connections with people. They still they still care, and sometimes that takes a dark a dark turn. But uh, but that's part of part of it. You're going to care about somebody, but there's going to be this eldritch horror that that run, that runs your life that might just decide to kill him one day and just make you sad. All right. Well, we're going to take a break from talking about vampire and spit out some random facts about vampires for you now. So, uh, and I only bring this up because you know uh, I want to Google le- like uh, put some levity and some comedy in here too. Um, so I googled, can vampires care for humans, just based on what Matt said? What did some come up, Twilight? <laughs> no. Uh, the first oh, thing that no. came up was an article, a health article from theatlantic.com that says, how to drink blood and other rules of being a real-life vampire. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is ro- okay, so I, I actually, I have clicked on it, and I just want to see what's on this page. I, uh... I've clicked on it. It's from 2015. Uh, and I have already found out there actually is a clinical disease for vampirism known yeah, as Renfield Syndrome that is an obsession that a person can develop uh, with drinking blood. Oh, good. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> according to Google, in 2016, there was a big scare of people being obsessed with vampires. Why in 2016? I don't know. Uh, I think I remember why. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, uh, that was after Twilight. Like, Twilight Twilight would have been, like, 2007 to 2010, 2012, something like that. Uh, this would have been around... This was still, like, the vampire... Uh, I think, well, I think this is when the zombie craze was hitting. Um, honestly. But, uh, it's also, this disease is also referred to as a type of schizophrenia. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, it's brought on by a lot of the people who suffer from it have sexual arousal from blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not there. Definitely not there. Yeah, uh, me neither. Um... I'm not gonna judge anybody's uh, what they're into, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit far for me. Um, so uh, some more interesting facts is a number of murderers have performed seemingly vampiric rituals upon their victims. Serial killer Peter Curtin, Curtin, Curtin. I uh, it's got an umlaut, so uh, you guys figure that out. And Richard Trenton Chase both called themselves vampires and tabloids refer to them after it was discovered they were drinking the blood of the people they murdered. Similarly, in 1932 an unsolved murder case in Stockholm, Sweden was nicknamed the Vampire Murder due to the circumstances of the victim's death. Basically, when they died, uh, someone had essentially poked some holes in their carotid artery and turned them upside down and sucked all their blood out and then just disposed of the body. This is so much bringing levity to the conversation? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. For me, it does. <laughs> this was our levity? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, going into the history of vampires, uh, there's some weird stuff. Um, yeah, no, there is. But I'm, I'm, I'm still reading this article from The Atlantic, and, um, Wow. Uh, I'll, Matt, I'm going to link this to you later because I feel like this is something that you would really be into. 
<laughs> oh, dude. Oh, oh man. yeah, I like that. Um, just because this story is just amazing. Uh, and it even talks about Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna hang on to it. I'll send it to you when we're done. Um, I'm sorry, I just... You're gonna have to do a link in the description or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, uh, if, uh, everybody who listens, if you go follow, um, our Facebook page, uh, Multiclassing on Facebook, uh, that's multi, uh, dash classing, uh, we'll share a link to it there. And, uh, <laughs> like, I don't... I'm not going to support anything that's in this article. This article is like five years old. But if you want to know where I'm getting some random stuff and what I'm laughing at, go read that. And, uh, alright, uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, I said I was going to bring some levity to the conversation. And I'm like, guys, you want to hear about some serial killers? Yeah, I was like, levity. That's levity here. Okay. Well, have you met that's me? the crowd we're dealing with. Uh, well, uh, okay, here's some another interesting fact, and then we'll get back to the other conversation. You guys ever, uh, heard about Polish Dracula? Polish Dracula. Yeah, so, um, I don't know all the details of it. This is actually something I read recently. Apparently, when Bram Stoker's Dracula was translated across the world, when it got to Poland... The guy who was supposed to be oh, translating yes, I've it. Heard, I've heard about this. Yeah, when he was translating it, he didn't like the story. So he rewrote okay. it. He just he, he just wrote his own yeah. version of it and said, "Oh yeah, this is Dracula," and like no one noticed it for what a hundred years. I remember. Yeah, didn't we talk about this on Chaluminati? Yeah, I, I believe uh, it was on the Chaluminati podcast where I heard about it. And uh, if you guys want to hear, I read an article about this good, goofy a, podcast. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's just like I, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it, but uh, uh, if you guys, if anyone listening out there wants to get a good chuckle from mistakes in history, that's a good one. Uh, just because you know, I, I I don't really myself believe in paranormal things. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of you know, I just don't really agree with a lot of it because I just don't see how it could exist. But if you do. Uh, I really think you'll get a kick out of it. And if you just like to see where history itself uh, messes with where people get really into beliefs of stuff, stuff like that is always just right up my alley. Uh, but okay, so getting back to the vampire thing. If nothing else, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah well, uh, personally, I like cryptids. A good cryptid story is always great. Like, uh, I know this one cryptid. It looks kind of like a gnome, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking about Andy? Hey! <laughs> yeah, uh, I was talking about Matt, but, you know, that works too. Yes, I married a cryptid. I mean, might as well. All right, Andy. Yeah, cool with it. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'll see if I can be like Medusa. Well, I, I want to think that there's that thing that you see on Facebook all the time. Did you know the Roman Empire thought all redheads were vampires? I surprisingly don't get those notifications. I, I see it on my Facebook all the time. Like, I want to know if it doesn't come up on my feed. Oh, yeah, it doesn't come up on your feed. Oh, just don't talk about Trent. He's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I like weird stuff, but not that. Also, uh, something that's that's kind of if we're getting back to vampires. Okay, yeah, we'll get back another to another cool thing that I like about the system is that uh, you, in D and D you have classes, and your classes matter because they kind of they kind of they kind of they kind of talk about your place in the world. Uh, in vampire, you don't have classes; you have clans. And those clans definitely talk about where your place in the world is. Because clans are all very different. Because um, you have, like, my favorite clan, Clan Ventru, the Clan of Kings. Oh, Clan Which are, basically, they're the, they're the vampire corrupt, cor- corrupt corporate executive who runs the world. I don't know why. That um, just fits you so well that I want to make a bad joke, but I'm going to hold off. I, I know. It's not like I, I, I get it honest. And then you have you have the Nosferatu, 
who are all horribly disfigured. Okay, first of all, first of all, we're sitting there. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to record this episode. And you go, hey, look, I found something that looks like Trent, the Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture of that page later. For those of you who don't know, I'm just, I'm just sitting here with my Vampire the Masquerade uh, rule book open and just looking. Just, just flipping pages. Yeah, um, it, no, no, it's just the whole, yeah, I don't mind that. You're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm an ugly son of a bitch. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but you also have, like, you also have interesting things like Malkavian, because Malkavians, every single Malkavian is mad in some way. Not necessarily like a real mental illness, but it is, it is at the very least a supernatural kind of madness. Malkavian are a clan of lunatics whose madness grants them strange insights. Yeah. Thanks for, the, for reading the wiki description. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But like, and it can be mild. Like the, like the uh, God. What is his name? He's the the uh, Prince of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, oh, I thought we were talking about Birmingham, England. Uh, there, there may indeed be a Prince of Birmingham, England. Uh, but he may also have been a Prince of, of Birmingham, Alabama. They never have one said. Taylor, I have one request. What? If we ever do play this game. Uh, Birmingham has to be referred to as the Big Ham. The Big Ham? Yep. The, the, the Big Big Ham? Yep, he has to be the King of Ham. Uh, but, uh, the, the, the Prince of Birmingham is the, is the Mokavian. And basically, he's rather lucid, like, he's, he's normally fine, but he cannot differentiate his internal fantasies from reality. So... When things when he's, things don't go his way, he just thinks it was a play he saw. He's mostly fine, but he's 100% delusional. Is what you just yes. said. <laughs> okay, first yes. first of all, first of all, Jack's not in this recording. <laughs> <laughs> but he also has a Ventrue sheriff that really tries to keep him uh, keep him straight. Uh, oh dear. But yeah, no, it, but that's how Mulcavian can be. Like, he's surprisingly Well, you know, characters being on weird drug trips and tabletop RPGs are a specialty of mine and Matt's. <laughs> um, especially, like, uh, this one time Zarek and Fidar, our tiefling and dwarf, decided to raise the dead. You mean, you mean your tiefling? Uh, we're calling him a tiefling because this is my we're podcast. We're calling call him a tiefling because that's how you pronounce the word. Uh, this is my podcast, so he's a tiefling. Anyways... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, it was a running theme that that whole adventure they were just stoned out of their gourd. No leaf. Yeah. Get but, it, um, leaf. No, that that is in, that is also something about vampires. They, they aren't. They can't. They aren't affected by anything but blood. So if they want to get high, they can. Can't get high. You have to find somebody that's high and drink. Just hang around a drug addict or a drug dealer. It's like, is that guy late on his payments? All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that actually is a is a thing that some vampires and dwarf druggies do. Is they just hang around clubs, and if somebody's having a really good time, they just they just you know get to know them a little bit, dance a bit. And you see him coming out. Guys, I just sucked down some dude who was high on ecstasy, and I think I'm made of Jello now. <laughs> you want to feel my Play-Doh tips? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking another, about, man? Another thing is, is that since I, since I mentioned feeding, uh, is that vampires are always hungry. 
they're 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 driven by this hunger. Kind of called the feet, and it's like this voice in the back of the head. Their head is just like, you need to eat, you need to eat. And so there's actually a system called hunger. So it is your level of hunger. And the only way to ever get down to zero is to kill someone. You won't have to worry about being hunger hungry again for the rest of the night. Ah, so Not for the, uh, just like just, for sev- one night. just like severe depression. Yeah, right. Or in Matt's case, severe alcoholism. Maybe. <laughs> hey, Matt, I love you. <laughs> I love you. We too. just wish you wouldn't drink so much. Well, you know what? If, never mind. <laughs> I was just kidding, man. But yeah, so that's that is one thing I also just want to say. Just from me sitting them right here on my right here on, on my desk at the moment. Um, yes, his quote unquote vamp- desk. Quote unquote desk. Uh, the like vampire just core rule book. Is like three times the size of the player's handbook for D and D fifth edition. Oh wow! Yeah, there's there, it's a game that has a lot to it. Okay, it's not actually three; it's, two, it's twice the size. Oh, twice you size. lied to me. You're on my podcast, and you lied to me. Well, I I thought the player's handbook was skimpier than it was, and then once I actually compared it, it was it was found to be different. Not, not that box Hey, cat, get your face out of my contacts. All right. Uh, there seems to be a lot of other, um, what's the word, like worlds or fictional movies, TV shows, books, whatnot, that seem to draw from different concepts that I'm hearing about this game, like what you were just talking about. Yeah, uh, about just do, yeah, doing a little bit of of humans that have been drugs yeah. to that effect. Yeah, um, one in particular I, I know right off the top of my head, especially from looking around on the internet for stuff while we're talking, is uh, the show Being Human. Yeah. yeah. Specifically the British version of it, but it drew on that concept really heavily. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not, I don't think Buffy the Vampire started it, but... I think it was. They touch on that a couple times. Yeah, and that's that's actually one thing that that vampire is actually really big on is that it kind of knows that a lot of other vampire media has has drawn on the same concepts, if not been directly influenced by it. And so it kind of is like like there's even a there's a very small manual that's just for storytellers because DMs are called storytellers. Um. That's basically just like, here's how you get some ideas. Watch some movies, read some books, play some games. Yeah, like, I, uh... It's maybe, a game that really encourages you to draw on other things to try to get your ideas about it. Maybe I remember this wrong, but I remember vaguely from the computer game that uh, there's one character who's just a ripoff of Harley Quinn. Uh, I think you're thinking of Jeanette Borman. Not really. Jeanette's a little bit different than that, and her, her sister Therese is definitely different than that. Her uh, her sister, I say in air quotes. But uh, Jeanette and Therese are Malkavians, and are therefore freaking crazy. It's my people. Yeah. Um. Squeaking on the and, But that's that's another thing that's interesting is that there's a there's tons of characters. Like right now, I had actually planned on at ten o'clock watching Vancouver by Night, uh, which is being played tonight by a, a to kind of date this by a, a a couple of it had a couple of guests from from the World of, World of Darkness own LA by Night show and Matthew Mercer. Um, because you can't be on the internet and play a board and, game without Matt Mercer. Yeah, Matt Mercer has to show up at some point. Because if you don't, he breaks into your house and beats you to death with a pool noodle. Don't say that about Matt Mercer. <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might just 
be like, it's high noon. He might hear you when he just comes in. I've got my weapon noodle, boy. Well, that's what happens when you don't play a... If you, yeah, if you don't play your bard as a thirsty, you know, horned up sex machine, that's what happens. But, uh, but, so they're actually, like, uh, Cynthia Marie used from LA by Night, uh, B-Day Walters used from LA by Night, uh, and, and Matt Mercer are, are guesting on Vancouver by Night today, tonight, and, like, Matt's playing, uh, Cutthroat Beth, uh, a gangrel named Beckett who is like a, I guess the closest thing Kindred would have to a religious scholar. Um, and uh, because he's, he's really studied the legends about Cain and that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, Cynthia Marie is playing uh, Lucita de Aragon, who is a former princess of the, of the, uh, of the kingdom of Aragon, who also happens to now kill people with shadows. Well then, because she's a La Sombra. Well, and, and for that anyone listening, uh, we're actually going to stop talking about the game itself right there because now we're going to do this interesting thing that goes like this. Taylor, tell us what the game's name is one more time. Vampires and Masquerade. All right, so we're not sponsored, but if you'd like to sponsor us, Vampire, we're right here. <laughs> but uh, we really recommend checking this game out uh, for yourselves, uh, especially Taylor does, because Taylor wants friends to come play with him. And hey, Taylor, we're right here, man. We'll I, I, will, I will put it under consideration. Oh yeah, under, under consideration. Have my people call. So, um, so basically, I think you've heard enough to make a decision. If you're interested in this game, you can go and play it yourself. And that being said, if you are interested in trying out tabletop RPGs in general, uh, we really recommend that because uh, everybody who's basically involved in this podcast, except for a few certain guests, uh, are really into D&D and things like that. So, um, and support your local game stores. Yeah, so if you've got a local comic shop or game store or something like that, Go in there, and if you're interested in D&D or the Star Wars game we mentioned, or this game, or uh, literally... The Dresden, the Dresden Files table, Tabletop RPG. Yeah, if, if you're into anything like that, uh, go check it out. Or uh, your local bookstore usually has a lot on it, too. Um, now, don't go to your local Christian bookstore and ask about D&D. That might be a little <laughs> awkward. <laughs> be an awkward conversation. Yeah, I, uh, I made the mistake of wearing a ghost t-shirt to a Christian meat store the other day, and I was getting dirty looks uh, from the lady behind the counter. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm a preacher's son. <laughs> He's like, well, you're worshiping Satan today, aren't you, boy? <laughs> no, that's what Matt's for. Thank you. You really need to take me to some of these places. I, I really do. Just so when I get dirty looks for people thinking I'm, you know, being a bad person, I'm like, no, this is what he's here for. I'm the good one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Taylor, thank you for telling us so much about Vampire. No problem. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and uh, maybe you'll hear some more about us, Vampire, or D&D in the future. Uh, as we have discussed in previous episodes, uh, most of us have been on Twitch on various RPG shows, and... If you uh, are curious, you might be able to see us on some Twitch shows in the future. Yeah, I, I would I would love to just do weird D&D stories with you guys. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like uh, we do Pokemon D&D on Twitch. We're taking a break from it right now, but we're planning on trying to get back to it soon. Uh, then, uh, I don't know, I think we could probably do this one on Twitch and have fun. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we'll just webcam and be like, Taylor, tell me how to roll that dice. I can tell you many things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, we'll go ahead and get this part out of the way, and then we'll have a few minutes just to ramble, and we'll call it an episode. That being said, uh, for anyone who hasn't listened in a while, Matt, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about you and all your lovely self? I have very little internet presence. Of course you do. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, to find Matt, I have to go and sacrifice a goat. <laughs> I do have a Twitter that I never use, um, but I do not recommend because parts of it are NSFW. So I'm not going to share it. Um, uh, if you want to see a nude Matt doing a rain dance, it's a great place to go. <laughs> yeah, but I am on the Pokemon 5e game, and I am occasionally on multiclassing, and that is the best place to find me. Yeah, so uh, you should follow multiclassing, alright? If you're listening to multiclassing, you should follow it. Because I yeah. love you all, and I need you in my life. And I'm you sad and lonely. I have severe depression. I have to be validated just so I can get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, that's a bad joke. It's so true. Uh, and Taylor, since you were the focus of the vampire, where do you want people to check you out? Um, I guess I guess now, really, multi-class. I do have a Twitter. Uh, it's at Tayman Zero, if anybody ever be interested. But it's really just video game opinions and stuff about journalism uh another thing support your local journalists yeah and uh as i mentioned last time taylor was on uh if you want to look at uh the journalism side of things taylor is also a full-time journalist uh who writes for a paper in lincoln and if you're really interested if you're local to our area and you're really interested in getting into the local scene of things uh be sure to check out taylor's paper the Daily Home. The Daily Home. Yeah, I was going to let you say it. I knew what it was. Uh, and... I, 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 sorry, I'm awkward. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. And uh, as for myself and my lovely wife, Andy, you can always find us here on Multiclassing or in the band Think Sanity or the band The New Magnetic or occasionally even The Sunsets. You can check us out all over the web at those places. So, uh, it's time for the one and only random out of nowhere question for my guest of the day. It's a new thing that I've instituted since the last time you guys were on this show. Uh, so what I've been doing is every time I have a music guest, I've been asking them about video games just out of nowhere and they get really confused. Uh, when I asked Misty Eyed about Zelda, they almost freaked out. Uh, so for you guys, I'm going to have Taylor... Pick a number between one and five. Three. Three. Taylor, how do you feel about the first arc of Dragon Ball GT? You know, I... Honestly, it's probably... It's, it's weird, because it's, it's a lot of fun, but it just always kind of feels like filler. I, I really feel like the Shadow Dragons is probably the strongest part of that of that series uh but the first second the first arc is definitely the second best arc out of gt i would feel it's better than super android 17 all right and matt for your question i want you to pick heads or tails oh really yep i'm gonna have to go with tails all right now here's the kicker i gotta tell google flip a coin all right, what do we get? What do we get, Matt? You get heads, so you know what that means? What is your favorite vacation, Matt? My favorite vacation? Yep. I told you, this is the random uh, question section of my podcast. Like, vacation I've been on or a vacation spot? Vacation that you want to go to. How about we go with that? That I want to go to. I would love to visit Italy. Mm, Italy, the Same. land of pasta. Yeah. We don't talk. Quit, <laughs> quit, quit bringing up Twilight back there, okay? I'm sorry. I can't help it. Well, since Andy decided to bring up Twilight, oh, here's the question for Andy. I was going to leave her out since she's always in on this podcast, but You're since always. she brought it up, Andy, yeah. what's like your Andy? favorite Twilight book? <laughs> You know what mine is? None of them. Fifty Shades of Grey. Shut up. <laughs> 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 All right. My, my favorite. My favorite is actually is actually Breaking Dawn. If anybody cares. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the 
first one was decent, and all of them just went downhill after Man, that. I, I, I never read them. Uh, I had to listen to them on audiobook, because uh, my sister was driving around at the time, and they were still new. And, like, whoever the girl was who read the audiobook sounded so just... She made Kristen Stewart seem happy and joyful. Wow. Uh, so, like... I'm like I'm, You're saying it was all completely off-brand. Yeah, it was so on brand to the point that I wanted to shoot myself every time I got in the car with my sister to listen to these things, and I was like, I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate, I just hate. <laughs> I, I hate everything. You know, my dad, my dad has always been a big audiobook uh, guy because, uh, because he's, it's just easier for him, and I. My dad's always had, you know, something fun. Like, at one point, we, we listened to Harry Potter. You know, a, a good gumshoe detective book. Like, Oh, yeah, Harry Potter is the great gumshoe uh, detective. Yeah. I, I mean, that was... That was... That was that it, those were definitely not related. Those were just different examples. Whatever you say, Taylor. Whatever you say. Then there's a semicolon, not a yeah. Oh, now now I see the semicolon. It's floating in my living room. I'm sorry. There you go. I'm good. I said it there. Glad <laughs> it finally made it. <laughs> yeah. No. I I, uh, I I actually really enjoy audiobooks because, um, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm I'm really dyslexic. So it's not that I can't read. I actually read really well. I just too dyslexic and ADD to focus on reading a lot of the time. So. Uh, I have to focus on multiple things. So I'll play an audiobook and then also read a comic and like somehow understand both of those, but if someone talks to me, I don't understand a word they said. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know that experience. So, um, hey, uh, to anyone listening out there, uh, thank you for coming back to Multiclassing. We know we took a month off. Uh, this is the first episode back, so we're going to call this episode one of season two. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is season two now, and uh, we we'll just have... decided that arbitrarily. Yeah, so we're gonna have more episodes coming your way soon. Uh, once again, uh, we have Matt Taylor, and you already heard where to check him out. So thanks everybody for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Now, guys, give him the most awkward goodbye you can. Bye. 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 All right, now I'm gonna go like uh, shave my cat. Like, literally shave my cat. Yeah. Oh, he's actually being good for once. That's why I'm going to shave him. I know he's planning something. Oh, brother. Okay. That's my awkward goodbye. See you later. Bye-bye now. <laughs>